Hi. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last One's Been Podcast. I am Dry Archuleta, joined today by E. Hello. And Robbie. Hi. And this week, we watched and we'll be talking about The Night House. The Night Of. The, nope, that's a different thing. <laughs> the Night Of the House. <laughs> uh, the Night House, which technically came out in 2020. And I was very confused about that because I did not remember watching it in 2020. <laughs> it premiered at Sundance in 2020, and then COVID happened, uh, and so it was held back a year and a half. Uh, and then it, August 20th, 2021? Yes, that sounds showing? more correct, yes. Yeah. Because I did see this in theaters. Yeah, um, I, I remember whenever you came, the episode that we did, you were talking about this movie, and you wanted to like tell us all about this movie, but you didn't want to ruin it at the same time, so you're just like, it's it, it's good, it's good, you just watch it. There was it's one good. scene in particular, uh, I didn't realize I remembered so well because he talked about it. Yeah, because I spent like 30 minutes just describing that one scene yeah. on post-credits <laughs> way back when, I don't even remember it's a good the episode. Scene. It's a good it's scene. It's a great scene, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we watched that this week. It is rated R for ghosts, some violence, disturbing images, and language, including some sexual references. Technically correct, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rated R for nothing. <laughs> rated R for reasons. Stuff. Some stuff not going into my business. I have my <laughs> life, you have yours. Um, yeah. Um, e and I watched Hello. the Blu-ray of it. There is not a 4K of it as of this recording still. No, I didn't sell it well enough to make one. Maybe. I don't, I don't even know if that's true, because you, you tell me the randomest movies that have a 4K for some reason. It's like the biggest big movies, and then the smallest small movies get 4K. <laughs> There's like a weird in-between there. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm still like waiting I, on the 4K of it in any big picture show myself. Just be a pixel in the top left corner of the screen. <laughs> I just, I would love that because like you can't upscale that any more than it already is. Yeah, it's just, so, so it's it just, just blocky. Be, yeah, it just looks shit. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> it'd be worse. Uh, Robbie, you watched it on HBO Max, I believe. I did. Um, which I guess one thing that we can say early on is like it is available in a lot of places but the biggest place to watch it as of right now is HBO Max which yeah. is where I watched it as of right now yeah as of right now <laughs> i mean i guess it says uh, hulu and youtube tv are for premium subscriptions which might be like one of those like oh if you're subscribed to hbo and you can I mean, watch if it you on our thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh i guess i'm assuming it's buying it because it's showing vudu amazon prime youtube google play and redbox uh for either 9.99 or 10.99 yeah that's which, a buy then yeah mhm Okay. Too new to rent. Not, not new to rent. No, that's not how that works. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess technically I rented it through HBO, but... I don't know. That doesn't count as a rental. That's streaming. <laughs> um, Yeah, it is... What is it? An hour and 49 minutes long? Sounds about right. <laughs> hour and 48 is what's saying on Google. <laughs> that was close then. An yeah. hour 70. Uh, hour 48. It is a length. It is a length of a film. Uh, before we talk about this and read the back of the box, I'm going to ask you guys, how's life going? Let's start with Robbie. I mean, it's going okay. I had one of those weird weeks where like, it felt long because the days felt like they were dragging on, but whenever Friday showed up, I was kind of surprised because it felt like Wednesday still. Hmm, so nice. Long week, but in a short way. Uh, I think the only thing of note that I really did is, um, uh, well, this happened a couple of weeks ago, but it took me until a couple of days ago to actually fix the problem was um, I had gotten uh, Alice Return to Madness on PS3 so I could play the original Alice because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and uh, I tried to get the original Alice installed. It turns out that whenever I changed over to a new uh, internet provider, because they're faster internet, they sure. used like a different standard that doesn't work on a console from 2006. What? Yeah. Uh, so does it only use uh, the five signal, the five G signal? No, no, no. Uh, it uses two point four. So like Weird. old consoles, a lot of old consoles don't go that high because they didn't think they would need to. Yeah, exactly. They don't even go to two point four. No, the uh, what? It, it, it caps out at the 2.4 gigahertz for like the wireless. However, because it used like those new standards, even plugged directly into the router, it didn't work. Like it would actually cut off all our all internet access in general. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I looked it up online, did a lot of research. It turns out that what it is because it uh, uses a new standard of internet. Uh, it, those old Wi-Fi cards just don't read it at all, and it could actually like I don't want to say break the system, but it breaks the internet on the system. Huh. And so I had to buy. I had to go and find like an old wireless router to kind of use as an adapter. So it basically goes like you know from new internet standard back to an old internet standard into the P- PS3 in order to use that. Um, turns out wireless routers are just expensive these days. Like yes. the cheapest one I could find at Best Buy was like two hundred bucks. Yeah, they're super expensive. And so man. I started like looking around at like secondhand shops and pawn shops. Eventually, I went to Goodwill where they had one like a couple of days ago. Found one from nineteen eighty seven. And it worked no? perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I found an old wireless router uh, and plugged it in, like, went and updated a bunch of stuff last night on my PS3. Nice. But yeah, like, that's one of those weird things that I found out about that I didn't think I'd have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. if I remember right, because I did have to look this up because I couldn't connect, like, my DS or something to the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, It basically is, like, a security issue. So, like, new internet is more secure, and it, like, physically doesn't, like the old systems because there oh, was wow. too much security yeah. F- problems. Huh. But yeah, like it it went to the points where like I plugged my router directly into the PS3, and whenever I went to go look for like it, like connect to the internet thing, like nothing showed up. Like not my own internet, not my neighbor's internet, nothing. Weird. Yeah. So That's so I never even thought about that. Yeah, I, I tried pretty much everything to try to get it to work. Like I even formatted my PS3 trying to get it to work, and eventually I just had to buy like an entire. Old, like an old wireless router. Luckily, I found it for eight bucks. That works. Yeah, I mean it's old, so yeah, exactly. And well, <laughs> I got it at Goodwill, so yeah. it was kind of a gamble getting it at Goodwill, anyways. But <laughs> could have been full of just anything in there. <laughs> it was full of bugs, but also it works fine. I there <laughs> might be some dead bugs in it. I'm yeah, gonna say yeah, absolutely. Don't, it's Goodwill. There's a good chance that there's dead bugs. Don't in it. open it up, Robbie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of want to now. <laughs> it's just gonna just be dead and cool. dead bugs. Maybe maybe like some dust moths if you're lucky. That that almost makes me think though that like if it's full of dead bugs and like I'm using it one day and it starts to heat up, I'm just gonna have cooked dead bugs in there. Oh, that'd be awful. Yeah, but it's yeah. like crunchy. Mm. <laughs> and I just have a you know snack. normal bugs not crunchy at all. They're very soft. <laughs> yeah, but like, you don't want a juicy dead bug. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that, like not really a, a whole lot to say about this week. Cool. E, what about you? Um. So you know, I talked about all the video game listing stuff. Uh, I've been making an attempt to kind of fill in some of the gaps in my history. Ooh, gaps. Uh, so I'm on, I'm on my 64 kick, which is very easy because there's not a lot of games I actually want to play on the 64. because yeah, 64 is garbage. I learned I was sleeping on Yoshi's Story, though. It's Yoshi? Yeah, but I just <laughs> thought it was going to be, like, worse Yoshi's Island. Oh, no. <laughs> no, like, it's very, it's pretty good. Like, I mean, yeah, if you like Yoshi, it's Yeah, I love good. Yoshi. I like Yoshi Island a lot, and I just, like... Yeah, but do I, like, want to play, like, an inferior Yoshi's Island? Because, like, I... So, like, I only have played Yoshi's Island. Because, like, that's every... That's the only Yoshi you That's played? the only Yoshi I play. Because oh. every other one I see, I'm like, this just looks like an inferior Yoshi's Island. 
Yeah. And like, that's kind of what a lot of reviews are like. This is like, it's good, but it's no Yoshi's Island. But like, I was playing Story, and like, it's really interesting in a lot of ways. Like, is it Yoshi's Story the one with like the baby Mario? That's Yoshi's Island. Okay. Yep. That's, Yoshi's Story that's... is the baby Yoshi's. Okay. Um, like I knew almost nothing about Yoshi's Story. I didn't even know like the there's no ending to levels. You just eat enough fruit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> like and like the weird branching paths. I feel like that was just a 64 thing because like Star Fox did it and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, like, uh, Mario 64 did that too. Like yeah. you just replayed a whole bunch of levels just to like, oh, do this, do this this time now, and then you complete the level. Oh, go back to the same level and now do this other thing. Yeah, it's kind of funny though because in some ways it feels like a roguelike <laughs> <laughs> without like the randomness. Kinda. Like it kind of like has a level structure of a lot of roguelikes I play. I can see that. So Just I'm less demons. So I'm gonna make a roguelike Yoshi story next. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I was pleasantly surprised. It was actually really fun and like a lot better than I was expecting. I I was genuinely sleeping on it. Hmm. Cool. Um, I don't have a, a an expansion pack. So I, oh. I need to get one of those now. Oh, so you just have, you're playing bad 64 even. I'm playing old old 64, yeah. Oh. You're playing 64 without pl- like the extra what was it like 64 megabytes of RAM or something in the expansion yeah. pack? Like, I don't even know if it's that much. Well, here's the thing. It's not even like oh, games run like shit. It's I physically can't play specific yeah. games. Yeah. yeah it, literally some games just won't work. Like I was it. like, "Oh, let me try Majora's." Nope. I didn't know that required the expansion pack. <laughs> Majora's does uh, Donkey Kong 64. Yeah, famously. That's what it came with it because you had to have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't Perfect Dark also need the expansion pack? I think GoldenEye needed an expandable pack too. GoldenEye didn't, but I think Perfect Dark did. Yeah, because they both use the same engine. Banjo-Kazooie, I think, does? Maybe. Banjo-Kazooie yeah. 2. 2 okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now I have to like track down an expansion pack. The funny part to me is like it's, t- it's kind of cheaper to just get one with the Donkey Kong. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't know if I want to own Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> As somebody who put too much time into Donkey Kong 64, e let me tell you, you don't want to own Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> yeah, my worry is like I'm I'm a completionist in a lot of ways. In that game, I heard is hell to complete. It is awful. Every um, character has collectibles in every single level. Yeah, it's the multiple collectibles. It's the worst. Yeah. So like, I don't. Know, I'll figure that out. Yoshi's, I had to like just be like, I just can't go for these melons because the requirements of the melons in Yoshi are such <laughs> bullshit. There's some yeah. that are like, oh, push a crate onto another crate, but some are like, oh, ground pound the crate immediately, and if you move it, it explodes, and you don't get a melon. Yeah. I, I got close so many times. There's a lot of, like, I usually would get as many as I could, and I usually would get, like, at least 20 every time I played a level. But, like, there's such bullshit in the end. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to figure some of them out. Other than you play a billion hours, I guess. But that, that's There it is. That's yeah. the solution, being nine and playing it a lot. Yeah. The other th- yeah. It's, some of the issues I have with Yoshi are that, like, oh, you fucked up the collectible? That sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Replay the entire game. Yeah, it's man. Like, oh, okay. that, that's 64 for you. Yeah. yeah. That, that's old school gaming in general, actually. Yeah. I mean, some are better. Like, I think... A lot of the old Mario games are pretty good with their collectibles. The ones that have them, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like 64 still. 64, like, is a mixed bag in my... Like, I would say... I think 64 has a strong first half and a weak second half. I think it has a strong first three levels. Yeah, about half. No, like, in the first painting. (laughs) (laughs) I think almost every world has, like, a strong couple of levels. 
and then like certain issues arise when it's almost like that game didn't need to be that big. <laughs> I think well, okay, in the history of everything, it did need to be that big because it was sixty four, and they needed to show off what you could do. It, it's fun to mess around with for a couple levels, but at a point, it sucks. It's a toy. That's what yeah. I would describe Mario yeah. 64 as. I think the 64 in general, like, as someone who got into it very late, a lot of them feel like interesting novelties of games. They were interesting novelties, but it was also like, this was early 3D. Yeah. And like, so, like, people did not know what to expect from 3D games. It's like, we're just going to throw everything at the wall and see what works. Yeah, like, I, d- I definitely don't, like, blame it. And, like, I'm not saying... Oh, they're like weird and that's bad. I'm saying like this was clearly a growing period. It definitely was. But like at the same time, what game has like the weird stuff 64 does? Like what game has the level ending system that Yoshi's Story has? Like there's no game like Yoshi's Story. So um yeah, that's that's it. I'm going through 64 games that cuz that's a weird period. 64 and Super Nintendo were very like I didn't have those, so I didn't <laughs> play them. Yeah. So something I haven't said on this, I got the Xbox Series X. Again? Well, no, I got the S. Oh, okay. It's, it's different. He has an uh-huh. XS now, so he can like, combine them together. <laughs> he has, well, yeah, console. you like mash them together and you make the SX Series tricky S console. It would be great if you could combine them. Why? What would that benefit you? I don't know. It would just be like, hey, I have like four more gigs of RAM now or whatever. That'd be great. <laughs> I like your eyes. Like, I would love if I could just spend more money on consoles and just combine them together. I yeah. love spending things on stuff I already own. Listen, the S had sometimes the video card would just say nah. Like, literally, you'd be playing a game and it would just boot you to the home screen and be like, video card just said no. Like, <laughs> sorry. Video card decided it doesn't want to anymore. I actually had that happen to me once uh, on PC. Yeah, so, it's, like, it's happened a lot on the S, so I got fucking tired of it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, it happened to me once uh, whenever I bought Serious Sam 2. I got super excited, and I bought it, and I saw, I was like, well, like, I, I technically make minimum specs on my computer. I <laughs> yeah. should be able to play this, and, like, installed the game, and then, like, hit start, and the computer just went, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it literally just, like, popped up an error saying, like, your computer can't play this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to the movie of the week. The Night House. Night Trap. <laughs> Uh, let me go ahead and uh, read the back of the box of The Night House, and then we'll get into some people's opinions on this thing. Reeling from the unexpected death of her husband, Beth is left alone in the lakeside home he built for her. Before long, disturbing visions of a presence in the house begin to beckon her with a ghostly allure. Yearning for answers, she begins digging into her husband's belongings, only to discover strange and disturbing secrets. That's the description. That's technically a description for this movie. That's a very none non- of that is incorrect. It's a very non-spoiler way to talk about this movie. Actually, yeah. I I'm gonna start with Robbie on this one. I want to see what you thought of it because I want to start off with something that I'm fairly certain is gonna be positive. <laughs> e, I literally have no fucking clue. I watched it with him. I have no idea how he felt about this. Dry, movie. Dry can't stand what it's so like. I feel like when it's just me and Dry, he has way harder of a time seeing what I feel about him. Yeah, movie no fucking. Than clue, when it was man. all three of us. No clue. Yeah. Well, because of me, like, I'll display my emotions on my face whenever I'm watching a movie, so, like, he'll get a good idea of, like, what I thought of a movie while I'm watching it. You kind of have a poker face whenever you watch a movie. That's what I told Jariah right after. (laughs) RBF. Yeah. Um, Robbie, what did you think of The Night House? All in all, I did, like, without spoiling anything, I will say I did enjoy it, Uh, and I say this in a way of saying, or in a way of, like, I did really enjoy this movie, is this movie kind of feels like if you can't handle hereditary because of how gruesome that movie gets at times 
this would be a good starting point to like move your way up to something like Hereditary because they're both different movies with different uh, storylines, but they have kind of a very similar feel to them. But this one isn't quite as gruesome as Hereditary is. Not I, yeah, definitely not as gruesome for like the violence and spectacle of it. Right. I think in a way this movie is still really hard to watch on an emotional level though. On an emotional level, yes. And yeah. there's certain people that came to mind whenever I was watching this movie too. Yeah, yeah. Um uh I will say uh, Rebecca Hall like so good. Yeah. This is one of those movies to where you need a very strong lead to carry the movie because it's following her like 99% of the time. Yeah. She's and almost she, never not on camera. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, there's a lot of scenes wherever she's, like, there's no music playing. She's not saying anything. She's just walking around the house. And, like, she still fucking nails the role that she was given for this yeah. movie. Yeah. And so this is one of those movies that it really needed a strong female lead, and they absolutely nailed it with Re- Rebecca Hall. I think she did a fantastic job playing this movie. Yeah, she's fucking incredible, honestly. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, e, hello. I have been since last night when we watched it. I have been wanting <laughs> to ask this question. <laughs> I was sitting in his bed all night thinking, "What the <laughs> fuck did E think?" That motherfucker. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Liz looks over, like, like, what's wrong? That motherfucker. What are you talking about? Go to sleep, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he will be here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the night house, E? It's good. Just that plain. It's good. It's yeah, it's fine. No, it's it's a very it's a good movie. Um. I think Robbie was saying it reminded him of Hereditary. I haven't seen Hereditary uh, for many good reasons. Um, a movie I actually got a lot of similarities to, which I don't know if Dry is going to agree with me. Ed, Ed, and he's big. Picture. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> Oculus. Which yeah, I can see it. Uh, that's why I during this movie I asked Dry if this was a Mike Flanagan movie, and it's not. It's not. It's not. No. Uh, but I think a lot of there's a lot of keys that uh they might have taken from this from Mike Flanagan films. I I don't want to put any words in their mouth, obviously, but <laughs> I think the biggest thing, camera work, phenomenal. Yeah. Yes. Um. Without also spoiling too much, I was gonna say the shadow work that they do in this God, movie is yeah. really good. Really good. I don't know. I mean, I could I can guess which ones aren't practical, but like I'm not sure if all of them aren't practical or not. I'm not sure if there are practical ones or not. I feel like certain parts had to be CG, but there was a lot of practical effects used in this, too. Um, I don't know the exact number of shots or anything like that. All I know is that uh, the star of the film, which I can't even remember her name, Robbie. Rebecca Hall. Thank you. Um, Black, yeah, yeah. Like, she came off of filming the second Godzilla, um, or third Godzilla, whichever Godzilla she was in. She, I think she was in both. Wasn't she? Or in King Kong. Yeah, I was going to say King the Kong third Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she came off of filming that and came onto this and she was like her first thing about it was apparently just like, I love how everything in this movie is like real. Like I'm standing in a real fucking place with real people and I'm not just sitting in a fucking giant studio on a gut fucking green screen. That must have been fucking crazy whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Like from like, cause you just have a director like, all right, you're about to get stepped on screen. Like while you're just standing in a green room. Ah, look out for Godzilla behind you. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> and then just going to this to where it's like, hey, by the way, this entire movie hinges on you, so don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> exact words. Um, yeah, camera work phenomenal. Uh, the atmosphere is nailed perfectly. I like a lot about it, but I think it does start losing me a little towards the end. There's a very specific thing that happens that I think Dry could probably guess what I'm referring to. And it starts to lose me a bit there, but I think as a whole, it's a very good movie. 
I think I could guess the part because I think it gets a little too relationshipy at that part. Uh, it's probably not the part that like it's a very sudden shift in what the movie does. I would say interesting. Maybe I don't know it then. Yeah, you'll probably be like, "Oh, okay." When I tell you, okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll do. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, phenomenal camera work that I think this movie. Obviously, this is true for any movie, but like <laughs> this movie is held up so much higher because of how amazing the shots are. Yes, yeah. I think I think this is like a reasonable script to have for a horror movie that is just executed so well. Yeah, a lot of this entire movie is like if just some scenes weren't allowed to breathe as much as they are, it would have hurt the movie. Like I agree. I think uh, so much of this movie like was given beautiful shots and given beautiful performances, but I think this movie was probably made in the editing bay if I had to guess honestly. Cuz there's just so many like I don't know. I don't think there's a single shot in this movie where I'm like they could have cut something off there or like they could have had a little bit more there. Like everything feels like this is perfect. Like this is exactly what this movie needed to be. Um I love this movie. I fucking love this movie. It's so good. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I really love about horror films and this does a lot of those things very, very well. Um, I think that it does the two things that a horror movie needs to do. It gets you attached to the characters emotionally, which I think for a good horror movie, you have to have that. Right. Because if you're not emotionally attached yeah. to them, if you don't care about them, then you're not going to care about the situations they're in. And secondly, it uses that to push you into uncomfortable places, and it makes you kind of feel the uncomfortable things that this character is feeling and uses that to scare you. Yeah. And I think the two things I would say about this movie is I jumped multiple times when watching this movie in the theater, and I cried multiple times watching this movie in the theater. Uh, I think it uh, it handles everything so perfectly and so effectively. It is, it is honestly a tour de force of a horror film, in my opinion. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I do agree with that though with uh when it comes to horror films like you have to be emotionally attached in some way shape or form because if you don't have that emotion in there it you don't really have anything uh yeah I, I feel like I've said it a couple of times in this podcast but um like I think uh I really realized that whenever I watched that movie uh make me a martyr because mm-hmm. like that movie it's it's labeled as a horror movie and it has like horror elements to it but because of like weird things that they do with the storyline of it like you don't feel a sense of hope for any of the characters. Therefore it doesn't become horror. Like it just becomes depressing. Yeah. Because it loses that, it loses that emotional grip trying to become more dramatic and just becomes super depressing. And this one, this movie actually is like, it has depressing moments to it though, but you still have like a a glimmer of hope for the character as you're going along and like trying to figure out the mystery that's going along with it too. And it also has a mystery behind it too, that you kind of get super involved with of just like what, what's going on in the background. And it evolves a lot throughout the entire thing. It does. Which I I liked a lot because it's like at the point you're like oh I know what they're doing here and then it like switches up and Sam uh, to her credit because I did show this to Sam a little while back and she called the whole thing um, <laughs> to her credit but like as I was watching it in theaters for the first time I was like man I don't really know where this movie's fucking going now um so I guess initial thoughts out of the way yeah. there is one other thing I should probably get out of the way I realized I didn't say it as you were telling your stuff. I don't find this movie particularly scary. I, I, I do. I don't know. I mean, I, it's subjective, obviously. Yeah. Like, I think it's very suspenseful, obviously. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's very scary. The one time I jumped, I think was very cheap on the movie. 
I think I love that. I don't think that's cheap. I think that I think it's very cheap. <laughs> I think if we're talking about the same thing. I I know we're talking about the same one because I saw you physically jump on yeah. that one. I think that that jump scare is super super earned, and it gets you into a really vulnerable place, and then it fucks you up. Uh, I think that that jump scare is super earned. Um, I think there's one that they overdid, but we'll get to it when we get into spoilers. It might territory. be the one we're talking about. Robbie. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get to I, that. I have a feeling that one might be very divisive over uh, people who talk about this movie. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't like heard I don't know. No one ever talks about this movie. Nobody yeah. does. <laughs> well, it's one thing that I was saying uh, earlier whenever I was looking up this movie. Apparently, in the box office, it only made about $15 million, which yeah. for a movie as big as this one, that's not a lot of money. So I'm yeah, guessing this I think movie- most of that was Jiraiya, too. <laughs> I gave it 14 mil. I just have it lying around inside. You know. <laughs> Here you go. Um, I guess let's talk about the, the movie now. Yeah, okay. Night Trap. All right, so- <laughs> It's Mouse on trap. the Sega CD. <laughs> um, yeah, the description of the movie really is the back of that box. It is mm. somebody grieving the death of their loved one, very specifically uh, the suicide yes. of a loved one. A person took their own life, and she doesn't know why. Uh, there wasn't like a, a th- there wasn't like a, a moment where like for her that everything felt like, oh, it's like a very dismal thing, like we're in a bad place, like there was nothing like that. It was just like they're having a happy time, and then one day it happened. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's really true to a lot of actual cases. It is. is yeah. a very important thing, I think. It is. That is, that is very common, actually. Um, people with depression and people who have self-harming uh, thoughts and things like that generally put on a very happy face uh, before ever doing anything like that. Yeah. Which I guess somewhat of a trigger warning for this one since we already talked about this. Yeah. This movie deals very, very heavily with suicide and depression and grief in yes. general. Yes. With it. So like it's gonna be most of what we talk about for this episode. Yeah. Um but also on top of that too, like it even kind of shows whenever she's like seeing her looking at her phone, you see some of the text messages that they were saying. Like the last text messages that they sent to each other was Hey, I'm going to take some chicken out for dinner. Does that sound okay? He's like, oh, I don't know about that. Well, like, I'm thinking about getting tacos. Yeah. Like, okay, that sounds good. All right, see you, see you at dinner tonight. Yeah, miss you. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. I just love, because it's like, hey, I got tacos, smiley face. Ha ha, I guess I was, I just wanted tacos. Ha ha, seems like it. Yeah. And it's just like the mundanity of it all. Yeah, like super amazing. mundane. Um, And how uh he wound up doing it was he because they live on a lake their lake house yeah they're not they're he not built it he too. built the lake house yes um and he goes out onto a rowboat uh strips down with a gun uh shoots himself and that's just how he did it uh later in the movie we end up figuring out that he had left a note for her mm-hmm. uh and all it says was you were right there's nothing no one is after you you're safe now um and she ends up she's a teacher and that is yeah. her, her job. She's a teacher, and she's uh, out having drinks with some of the teachers one night. And that's when you figure out the note and, like, what it says, and it's a, it's a whole fucked up scene. But before we even get to that, um, I talked about this scene on post-credits yep. a lot. I don't know which post-credits it was. We don't even do post-credits anymore. It was so. probably called, like, Night of... Not, because that's the wrong I movie think- still. <laughs> it was probably called Nighthouse Look Out Behind You or something. I don't fucking know. I, but. Considering when this movie came out, I would guess it was like, if you go back to the archive on Podbean for our post-credits, like around August or September of 2021. Yeah. Yes. I, I think that was still in the time where I might have been just dating the, the episodes and not even oh. naming them. So, yeah. I don't even know. Around that time, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But... 
yeah, well, let's talk about this scene. Yeah. It, it's a really good scene. It's, it's great. It's a it's a really good way to do an exposition dump of like to explain how something happened. Cause like, you know, sometimes in movies and this is one of those cases you need exposition exposition dump because like the person's no longer there to, to defend themselves on like whatever this matter is. It's, you know, this person's gone now. Like how do you explain what happened without just like having like, like, Oh yeah, this, this, these blueberries are pretty good. My husband killed himself. Yeah. Um, which is what the scene is. She is a, she's a teacher and she goes and there's like this whole meeting going on. School ended the week before. Um, and she's just in her teacher room, just grading papers. Uh, that's the task that she had anyway. And then she's, uh, kind of zones out. Yeah. I was gonna say, it looks like she's dozing off almost. Yeah. She looks at the clock and it's two twenty, and she starts dozing off a little bit while looking at her, or looking at houses actually. Yes. Uh, Cause she's, you know, one of those like, you know, my husband killed himself in this house. I can't live here anymore. I got to find a new place to live, which I don't blame her instantly. I would fucking never go back there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, she's looking at that and she starts kind of dozing off a little bit. And then here's a knock at her door and looks at the clock again. It's, a little bit past three o'clock, so she's been asleep for like or zoning out for like the past forty minutes. Yeah, uh, somebody comes in, uh, redhead lady, and she's like, "Hey, I just wanted to talk to you about uh, my Hunter. son Hunter." And she's like, "Hunter, Hunter, what's the last name?" She says it. She's like, "Oh yeah, so I, I sorry, I couldn't think of it. There's so many hunters in my class this year." She's like, "How many? Three." Anyway, <laughs> Wait, I want to talk about my Hunter because he's supposed to give. Uh, for his speech, his elective speech class, yeah. and uh, you said that he he got a C, and you said that he could make it up, and uh, he was never able to make it up. It's like, oh yeah, well he was supposed to do it during this last week. It's like, well yeah, he wasn't there that last week, and then you weren't here for the last week, and so he couldn't do it on, on that last oh, day. He, she says like he came in and turned it in last Thursday. Like last Thursday, that was the last day of school. And you're like, yeah, and you, he said you weren't here, so what am I supposed to do with that? And she's like, well I I had personal issues to deal with. Oh, well, we all have personal issues to deal with, don't we? Yeah. And then she, like, starts going off about it. She's like, my husband shot himself. Like, what? Like, yep. Yeah. He got a gun that I didn't even know that he owned, and he took a boat out into the middle of the lake, and he put the gun in his mouth, and he shot himself. So that's why I wasn't here for the last week of school. That's what I was doing. She's like, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So whatever Hunter it is, or what was his name? Hunter, yeah, Hunter. McAllison. Hunter, whatever Hunter it is that got what grade, I don't really give a shit about right now. Actually, she's like, I just, I just didn't know. He's like, what, what, what did you, what did you want? Do you want to have a B? Boom, he has a B now. She's like, no, that's that's not really why I came in here. Why did you come in here? Why did you come in here if this if this wasn't the outcome you wanted? She's like, I just, I didn't know. She's like, oh, you wanted an A. There you go. You have an A now. But it's that's not really the point. Uh, a B is fine. B it is. Anything else I can help you with? No. Okay, great. Have a great day. And it's just like such a fucking powerful scene. It's amazing. Yeah. In so many ways. It's, and like, it's, I think the most, um, the best part about it is the just sheer like pointlessness of the C versus a B. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, obviously, I'm going to say when you're in school, if you have certain pressures put on you, a C can feel like the end of the world. You know, theoretically speaking, and definitely not from my high school experience, of course. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I knew people were just like, oh, if I want to get into Yale or I want to get into like a prestigious school, yeah. I can't be, I can't graduate high school with a 3.9. That's going to be too low. I have to have all A's going across the board, blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah. when you're in high school, that seems like it's going to be the end of the world. Yeah. And yeah. then you get out of high school and you're like, I don't, I don't remember a single fucking paper I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, just like, 
the juxtaposition of arguing against this sea versus the reality of everything doesn't matter anymore to her. Yeah. So, like, she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like, yeah, because it's just the most pointless thing. It literally yeah. fucking doesn't matter. Um, it's just, it's uh, great. Like, this scene is, I would say, is the best scene in the whole movie. There's a lot of good scenes. I think this scene, like, sells everything so well. It puts yeah. you in the mindset of this movie perfectly. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. does. Like, this might be one of the best scenes in, like, it, uh, all movies in the last decade. <laughs> It's good. It's, it's really, good. really good. Yeah. And, like, it's a shame because, like, out of context, it might not f- make as much... S- well, not that it wouldn't make sense, but, like, it might not impact you as much. Yeah. Then, like, knowing what is about to transpire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She ends up still having a very difficult time at, at the lake house. She imagines that she's seeing shadows or seeing things. The radio keeps turning on by itself. And yeah. It's, the song that they danced to at their wedding. It was their wedding song, and that's the song that keeps popping up on the radio. Um, I mean, I kind of waking her up in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, but I think the really interesting part about that is every time it is turning on the radio, she eventually wakes up, revealing that that part was a dream. I don't think to there's a point. Yeah, yeah, like I don't think at like until a very pivotal scene, obviously, that any of the times the radio turns on was like for sure reality versus yes. what she is perceiving at that moment. Yes. Yeah. And I think yes. that's real a really good narrative thing. Like I think that is amazing cuz like in one end like you might be like, "Oh, well doesn't that mean you feel like that it doesn't matter as much?" But at the same time it's like you know something's fucked up now yeah. immediately. Yeah. Like you're like something's wrong now. Yes, yeah, some something is wrong cuz like if it if it didn't do this, I think I would be like, oh, it's just kind of like a ghost thing. Oh no! Mm-hmm. But like how they frame it is so brilliant, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and so she keeps waking up to that, which eventually leads to her going out with drinks with all these other teachers and stuff yeah. like that, to where they have that conversation with the note. And there's <laughs> just a fucking asshole. Yeah, his name yeah. is Dave. I love it so much because he's such a. He, I know people get like annoyed when you say that he's fucking is such a mansplainer. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> it's so like hilarious how tone deaf he is. Yes, it's so perfect. It's amazing. Like even his like one of the first things is him like talking about not wanting to read the book that they were given and yeah, then the what was it the oh I don't need to read 300 pages on how to inspire and motivate my uh, my students. I can do that on my own. Yeah. yeah. But like she's like, "Hey, you guys believe in ghosts?" <laughs> like uh, I, I get yeah, you know maybe, and she's like yeah, I just I feel like something's been happening, and you know I feel, I feel like I just see stuff that's like, not there. Like every time I go I go to sleep and then I wake up and I see things. And he's like, uh, have you have you heard about night terrors? Like could it be night terrors? You're like do you know what night terrors is? Yes, yeah, do you I know, know what sleep paralysis? Sleep paralysis? Is. Like yes, I know what sleep paralysis. He's it's like, such a well because yeah, well, sleep paralysis. Yeah, and, then, and he <laughs> explains it. It's so it's good. It's so funny. Like it made, like. In a in such a, like a way where you're like shut up yes <laughs> you just want to fucking slap him <laughs> uh. yeah it's so good um and just has this like almost nightmarish human interaction that like anybody yeah. who has gone out with friends who's like one friend is just having a fucking terrible time with life I think has probably had this interaction with like they just they need to tell somebody what about what's going on. And it's gonna make the entire night weird and awkward, and no one's gonna know how to react. Like, yeah. I feel like everybody has either been that person or been in that situation. 
or I think maybe been both. on both sides. Yeah, <laughs> and like this is the largest extent of that that you could possibly do of like somebody is grieving something awful and they don't know how to do it and they don't even know how to explain how they don't know how to do it and it's just emotionally devastating and like socially awkward it's it's the worst of everything if, if you were in the actual situation it would be the worst um she ends up reading the note out loud, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and she's like, I don't even know what that means, because she's like, I always dealt with depression and dark thoughts, and that was my thing, and like, is that even, is that is is it my fault that he did this? Did I put all of this into his head? Did I fuck him up so much that he had, felt like he had to do this? And I was like, no, no, it's not, it's not how it happens. Um, she's like, I, just, I wish I knew what any of it meant. Um... Is I think is this also the point where she explains that she died before? It's right after the scene. Yeah, because like she did, well, she right. goes home with her friend. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Because then she yeah her friend takes her home, and they're laying on the couch, and she's like, "I lied before. I I do know what the note is about." And she explains that she she died before, and there was nothing there. She saw absolutely nothing. Yeah. Car flipped over, pancaked. Yeah. They had to hoist her out on like a helicopter and her heart flatlined during this. Yeah, and she saw nothing, felt nothing, but she never tells anybody that because she doesn't know how to explain that there's nothing there. So she would just say, I didn't remember. Yeah. Um, And she's explaining that to the person and laying on the lap. And I think this is the one that E, the big jump scare that E thinks is super cheap, that I think think is super well I don't think it's super cheap. I just think it's kind of (laughs) cheap. Because, like, what happens is, as she's dozing off, it extremely loudly turns on the song again. Yes. And, like, I just, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't see how this is any, like, less cheap than a lot of the other, like, just when they just play an extremely loud noise. Because this feels It's earned. in universe, I guess. This feels earned. But, like, which part about it? The part where it builds you up, it's, it's emotionally breaking you down for the last 10 minutes of this conversation. Yeah. And then it's putting you in this insane place of trust with this other person. Like, in the most trustful position that anybody could ever be in, you're laying on somebody's lap, they're stroking your hair, you're being super, super honest with them. Being super vulnerable with them, too. And you're falling asleep, and then, bam, the super loud, like, it's it's just, it feels so earned, because it, it puts you in a place where that's going to shock you. To where most jump scares, I would say are just loud noise out of nowhere for no reason at all. And this actually has a reason. I think another part of it, too, is this is something that happened a lot to me and Dry whenever, well, I guess not a lot, but uh, whenever we were growing up, because like, we did like the whole missionary thing going to New Mexico to the Navajo reservations, mm-hmm. and uh, the girls got to sleep in the church, but the guys had to sleep in like the little storage bin that we you know, kept all of our props in and everything. That was basically the place that we camped out. Just say a storage bin. I'm just thinking of like those like blue bucket things. We we, we had to sleep in a sterilite bucket. Uh, <laughs> no, it was like a wooden trailer that wasn't insulated at all. And all we had was a sleeping bag mm. in and the cots. New Mexico night. Uh, yeah. In the uh, desert. <laughs> but because it was basically just a big plywood box, uh, how they would wake us up in the morning, how it would just like, you know, just hear, uh, crickets chirping or like birds flying or whatever else uh, it would just be you know just quiet and calm and then someone just like slam their palm against the side of the just over and over and yell wake up yeah and that's how they woke us up and like it echoed in there and so like I think getting jump scared like that to wake up it's something that happened to, to us quite a bit whenever we were growing up very often yes I don't know maybe I have a like different opinion because 
going to sleep and then being loudly woken up to music was not an uncommon thing in my household. Uh Uh-huh. Very, very not an uncommon thing in my household. So maybe it's just, you know, digs up bad memories for me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, I also think just like my sensitivity to loud noises is different than your guys is. I'm not, I can't like say for sure because it's not a thing you really test, but. I mean, that's the point of the scene though. It's to shock you out of this place. Sure, but yeah. like regardless of what anything, it would probably elicit the same response of me. It could be any noise at any time. Like it just it feels the same as like a lot of the stuff that came out in the two thousands for me. I know like what you're saying of like the building of trust, mm-hmm. but like for me it feels like they constantly had the conversation dimmer down, go extremely quiet. Just so you are forced to listen to an extent before it hits you with a loud noise. I mean, yes, but emotionally it's more than that. And the point of where she's at is more than that. Yeah. It's not just a cat jumping across the screen. <laughs> it's not just like a cheap, like, loud noise for no reason. It's it, within the story it matters and it means something. That's why it's not a cheap jump scare. That's, that is the difference between a cheap jump scare and a cat jumping across the screen. Oh, guess I just don't like jump scares. You don't. I know you don't like jump scares. But <laughs> to be fair, like 90% of jump scares are just cheap anyways. Yeah, I but think like, right after this, there's a very cheap jump scare. Uh, and it got me in theaters. It made me jump. But I think there's the a very door cheap... door slamming? No, whenever she runs outside. Oh, yeah. That's the one that I was talking about, which... I don't think that one was cheap. I just thought it was overdone, which I completely get why they did it for the movie, especially in the context of, like, the, the whole story. Because, mm-hmm. like, having, like, two girls run past her uh, yeah. whenever she goes outside is, like, that was surprising at first, which meant for, like, a good jump scare. Having it happen, like, five or six times, it's just like, okay, like, so there's just a bunch of women jumping off of the edge of this cliff. Okay. Yeah. Like, Um, so it's just one of those, like, it got, like, at first it was like, oh, that was surprising kind of thing, because that's what most jump scares are. It's not so much scary, it's just surprising. Yes. And, but, like, having it happen over and over again, like, in the context of the story, totally makes sense, but, like, at the time watching, it's like, okay, like, you don't, just have all of them run at once. Like, don't have it just, like, one after the other after the other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the one that happens after that when she's outside is super cheap. Yeah. That's what I would call a cheap jump scare. Because that one got me in theaters. Um, but it didn't get me because I was actually scared. Right. It got me because it's fucking cheap. <laughs> I don't uh, even remember it playing a noise or anything. It does. It does. It, it does like that noise, really... then you see somebody. Goes yeah. Like, yeah, it does like that really high-pitched oh, violin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that being said, though, I do love the atmosphere of this movie, though, too. Like, yeah. um, that yes. first nightmare that she has, whatever, like, the... Because I think, I want to say the first one was, like, she hears music, but, like, it wakes her up, and then she looks at her phone, and her husband sent her a text. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one I was just like, oh, shit. That's mm-hmm. so chilling. Yeah. I mean, it's one of, like, I know you say you don't really dream, Daria. Mm-hmm. That's the shitty part about dreaming, is that's not, like, that's, that just is a dream sometimes. Yeah. And it sounds it's, great. It's fucking awful. I have so many shitty dreams like that that fuck me up for a while. Sounds amazing. It might sleep just is like, hey, do you want to throw six hours out the window dry? Here you go. Every night, six hours. Six gone. hours, the recommended dose of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're in your 60s, maybe. I'm basically there. I think when you're in your 60s, it's more, but okay. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, like, no, yeah. I, I love, like, the chilling atmosphere that they had for that, and that was the first time that I noticed that, like, I needed to pay attention to the background mm-hmm. because she goes downstairs and knows that the door is open, and then, like, she hears something else and, like, looks out towards the lake, and you see the reflection in the door of a shadow looking at her. Yeah, that's so great. good. Like, those scenes are so outstanding. That's the ones where I'm like, I don't know if that was digitally altered or not. 
Yeah, I that first one at least, like yeah. when it's the yeah. pantry. Yeah, because like when she closes it, it like you still can see it if yeah. you're trying. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's so I, fun. Good. I think it might be a mix of like practical and digital, but like that one, it very it would have been easy just to make that practical because like all you need yeah. is like somebody in a black morph suit standing on the other side to like get the reflection and like put a the reflection on like where the eyes were supposed to be just have two lights distance correctly. Yeah. Like that would have been easy to do practical effect of that. Uh, not my favorite practical effect, but we will get to that one though. Oh, okay. Interesting. (laughs) Um, yeah. So like the tone of this thing is hard to explain. It's, have you ever just felt down? Like not like depression, but, and not like quite sad, but just like down. I I was going to say, I think grief is like the number one, yeah. feeling you're supposed to feel while watching this movie yeah and i feel like it makes you feel grief yeah and i think it's one of those things because like whenever not even just grief i think whenever you're just depressed in general but grief is a big one of those of just like most days you'll probably be okay but every now and then whenever you're just least expecting it, it's gonna hit you like while you're waiting for water to boil or you're waiting for toast to toast or you're waiting for your laundry to dry or you're waiting for a website to load up or something like it's, right. it'll just hit you for that split second and then it will just like kind of damper down your entire day this entire movie has that feeling. Yes. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. such a weird thing to say about it, but like it really is no, just incredible. It, like it definitely nails it in yeah. like a very realistic way. Yes. I I love it so 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 much. I don't I don't I'm broken. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just one of those things of just like, because, you know, we've had grief in our family. We have a pretty big family. And so, like, yeah. you know, we've had happy times and bad times with it, too. And I think it's just one of those, this movie did grief right. Yes. And because it did it right, you feel more emotionally attached to it. Yes. Um, speaking of emotionally attached, getting back to the relationship between her and her husband. Yeah. Um, She starts looking more into, you know. After she gets that message, she yeah. starts looking into his phone. Um, Ends up finding weird pictures of people that look like her but, but aren't, aren't her. her right and only she's able to notice because she's like i don't even own those clothes like that literally can't be me i've never i've never even seen the shirt how could i know how could i own this shirt and wear it if i've never even seen the shirt yeah which her friend is like you're just kind of sabotaging yourself at this point yes yeah which like it's one of those things because like to her obviously it's her friends like quit looking into this because of them whereas the reality of the situation is you're not in the headspace to be doing this kind yeah. of stuff right now. And yeah. it's her friend trying to say, like, you're not, you know, because during one of the conversations, she says to her friend, like, oh, am I supposed to post humorously uh, respect my husband's privacy all of a sudden? She's like, no, it's not that. And, like, she's trying to explain to her, like, you're not helping anybody. You're just hurting yourself by looking yeah. too much into the stop. Yeah. But she doesn't know how to say it. And I think that just it kind of shows of like somebody who really just desperately wants to help but doesn't know how to because whenever a situation like this happens like like what do you say nothing's gonna make the hurt go away yeah yeah um but yeah i I love the the friend because it really is just that thing of like no matter what you say is never gonna be enough for that person because they're feeling the most ultimate pain they could possibly feel right and like you know logically in your head like you digging through things and finding more things to like feel hurt about isn't going to help the situations like just stop just let yourself heal for a while and if you still have that nagging feeling go back whatever but like you can't do this to yourself yeah um but she keeps on trying to say like there, there's something there there is something there and she's just, just stop you're hurting yourself more by doing this yeah and i think even that first night whenever like she brings her home and she tells her that she knew what the note meant and there's like that vulnerable moment between her and her friend i think it's almost a throwaway line but it's one that like if you pay attention to you start to like notice about it 
is whenever she pours her a drink and she's like, I'm not really much of a brandy person, but uh, uh, but I guess I'm acquiring a taste for it. Because uh, like that first shot, she's drinking wine, and whenever she runs out of wine, she starts drinking brandy because they have a box full of it. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of turns into like, well, like I want to get drunk to kind of pass away the feeling of all of this, but all we have is brandy, so I guess I'm just a brandy drinker now. Yep. Um, wh- The thing that she slowly starts to discover is there's, in her dreams, she sees this house on her first dream across the lake. It looks very similar to her house, but she but it's in a dream. reverse. Yes. So she just kind of shrugs it off. Later, uh, in one of the dreams, she ends up getting on the boat and going across the lake, and she's looking at the house, and she, like, notices, like, this is my fucking house, but it's backwards. Like, why is my house backwards across this lake? And she yeah. look, looks up there, and there's a woman that looks like her, but right. it's not her. Right. And then her husband comes up behind that person. She's like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, ends up waking up from the dream. Yeah. Um, she investigates more. Yeah. So she like the next chance she gets, she's like, okay, I'm going to go and look at this fucking, I'm going to take a walk around this lake. I'm going to go over there and check it out. And there is this house and it's Which, their house, but backwards and unfinished. Right. And also she sees her neighbor around that time too. And she's like, oh, like, I think I saw a house over here. And her neighbor's like, there's, there's no house over here. This is public land owned by the government. You can't build a house in, in this forest. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I just saw a light of some kind here. And are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, because you just lost your husband and now you're just randomly wandering through the woods away from your house. Like, I need to make sure that you're okay. Like, why don't you come back to my place? We'll talk about it. Like, no, no, no. I I got something to do. It's like, no, no, no. Like, I I feel like we should talk about this. Yeah. And I think, and I I think it's one of those, like, you know, had an old neighbor and like neighbor still cares about her and knows exactly what happened and is doing everything he can too, which I think it's. It does a really good job of showing, like, a bunch of people who, are like, are her friends and are on her side, but don't know exactly how to help her. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's extending the olive branch to her, but she's ultimately not taking it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, ends up... I, I love the neighbor character, by the way. I don't He's know... Good. I don't even know who it is that plays him, but I fucking loved him. Like, uh, every performance in this is... Save me, Google. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Definitely not no. Morgan Freeman. Definitely no. not even close to Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it would be hilarious if his name was Morgan, though. <laughs> Um, oh, I am going to butcher this name. Vondi Curtis Hall? Vondi? That's a weird V-O-N-D-I-E. Name. Yeah. Looks Vondi. Vondi Curtis Hall. Okay. Plays Mel. There you go. That's the neighbor character. Yeah. Um, also, like I said, phenomenal actor. They had a really yes. good cast for this movie. Incredible, honestly. Um, I just love his performance. Like, he's in very little of the movie, actually. Yeah. But I think he's in maybe four scenes in the entire thing. But he's incredible. If that. Yeah, if that. He's incredible in every scene. I don't know what it is about him, but he just fucking nails it the yeah. whole time. Um, like, that's, I think I mentioned this a lot in the podcast, but, like, there's not a single moment in this movie to where I was like, I'm watching a movie. I always just feels like I'm seeing a story play out in front of me. Like, I am watching an experience happen. There's not a point to where I'm like, this is a cool part of the movie, or this is a weird part of the movie. Like, it all just feels unquestionably like a story, like an experience. Um, this whole movie feels like that to me. Um, you're very enveloped the entire time. The entire time. Never, I was never taken out of the experience. Which, I guess, another good example of something like that, too, whenever we, we watched the newest remake of uh, Pet Cemetery, Yeah. Like, they did a fine job with that movie, but there was never a time in that movie that I didn't feel like, okay, I'm watching actors act in a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. it didn't really feel as developed. It felt almost like they were doing... Like I could feel that they're doing takes for most of that film. Yeah, like I never, I never forgot I was sitting in a theater. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
is I I actually want to back up a bit because there is a scene that I really like in this too that I think we actually went past. Um, I don't know if like a lot of people are gonna feel as like attached to the scene as I do, but I think there is an extremely emotionally devastating scene that happens in this, which is I think it's after the first time she has a dream when she decides that it's finally time to start packing everything up that her husband had. Yeah. And it could just be because of, you know, personal experiences, but like it is such an emotionally raw scene to me. Huh. And like, I like it it feels kind of weird because ultimately it's something that is just a part of the grieving process, but I think it was just handled so like, phenomenally in a lot of ways because you can tell that none of it was touched yeah which is often the first thing that's really hard so like this scene was just like impeccable in my opinion i think it was some of the strongest emotions throughout the whole thing yeah and it's one of those things in the movie where it's like it's the thing that if anybody's had grief or somebody in their life that they have to that they've, they're around all the time and all their stuff is around them and then suddenly split ways for one reason or another, whether it be death or relationship ending or whatever it may be. Like, that is an incredibly difficult moment just be like, hey, like, I, <laughs> half of my life I have to just put in this box now and move and figure out how it all, how I fit back together into my own world. Um, And this entire scene is totally unspoken. It's just mm-hmm. her just doing the chore because it's it has to be done. It's time for it to be done, and she just needs to move on, and she's trying to do whatever she can to do that. Um, and yeah, it is a good scene. Yeah, and then it does lead into, because in one of the boxes is, like, this book written to her husband. I forget who it was signed from. I think the friend that is in some of the pictures yeah. of his. But, like, it's a just... All the layout of the house, mm-hmm. but mixed in with a lot of weird, also like additions that don't make much sense. Like, there's one of those, uh, I don't remember the name of it, but those pages that are made to be overlaid on another the trace, pa- tracer yeah, paper, which like goes like directly into the center of her house, yeah, as well as like one is the floor plan, but then there's a completely mirrored floor plan on the other thing, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have. Yeah. As well as a bunch of weird cryptic mazes throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Which is, like, really interesting and, like, really adds to the feeling that her house is, like, a labyrinth. Yeah. Yes. In some ways, like, reminds me of, um, I think it's the hotel that we visited once, like, the haunted hotel or something, or maybe it was someone's house, but, like, this person kept constantly building more stairs, more doors, more everything into her house. Oh, the Winchester house. Yes. Yeah. Um, kind of reminds me of that in a way. That makes a whole lot of sense in context of the story as well, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she ends up having a conversation with the neighbor here, uh, to skip forward again yeah. towards that. Um, has a conversation with him, like, I never wanted to tell you about this. Um, well, he also said, like, uh, he made me promise that I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. It's like, so one night I saw your husband walking around these parts in the trails in the woods uh, with a random woman. And I asked how he was doing, and he seemed fine and happy and everything like that, and he went on his way. Um, I think he even mentions, like, I thought it was you up until she turned around. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I didn't, didn't say anything. I didn't call out to him, because I just thought it was you. 
and then later that night it was kind of a bit of a storm out and he comes knocking on my door and he's freaking out and he starts saying that uh he thinks he's figured it out he thinks he, he thinks he found a way to keep it away to keep everything keep uh, the urges at bay yeah. yeah to keep the urges at bay she's like what does that mean he's like you'd forgive me if i didn't think to ask <laughs> um and he's like and then after that he seemed fine and honestly you both seemed like you were doing great so i never thought to bring it up um i'm sorry he he made me promise to ask i hope you understand or he made me promise never to bring it up so i hope you understand and she's like yeah yeah i i get it i get it and this leads her into an even bigger hole of like not only did I not know my husband because he had all these weird sketches and all these weird things, and all these weird books, and all these pictures of all these women who kind of look like me but aren't me, and right, then she digs up his old Mac as well. Yeah, yeah, and all just tons of pictures of all these people that sort of look like her. Um, and then isn't this also when if she finds that statue? Yeah, yeah. So like in the house, there's this statue of this bound person, impaled of, many times, impaled many, many, many times, and bound from. Almost like a bound and gagged voodoo doll. Yeah, uh, hands behind back, legs curled up to behind the back as well. They're stuck together and yeah. then kind of in a backwards bridge kind of pose and everything just nailed like, tons Yeah, I was going to say, imagine of... like somebody had their ankles tied to their wrist and that's like the, uh, the pos- and sitting down, like that's the position this doll is in. Yeah. Um, so she takes it home for some reason. Um, after investigating the mirror house that's right across the lake from where she's at, um leads into her just not knowing anything to do. She visits her friend again, explains everything that's happening. And her friend's like, you have to drop it. Just, pl- just stay here, please. Actually, what happens before this is she ends up going to the bookstore. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, there's that book and another book that she found. Yeah, and talking about like the the darkness and dark arts Some and cult. things like that. Cult yeah, stuff. Uh, occult stuff is what it, those books are mostly talking about. But they're all yeah. from the same bookstore up in uh, upstate New York. Yeah. Yeah, Utica. <laughs> Utica. <laughs> anyway. Um and so she visits there and she's like, Hey, could you like tell me if my husband had anything? You're like, we don't really keep inventory like that. It's like you tell me if he had like other things coming in. We don't really keep an inventory like that. Do you have any other books by this person? Like, uh well, I let get me look. Like, I think you'd rather have blah blah blah, but okay. Like the fucking snooty book store person that everybody's <laughs> dealt with once. Yeah. Um and she ends I think with- uh Doctor Seuss might be more toward your uh reading <laughs> comprehension, but uh, ends up like investigating through the bookstore because she thinks she sees somebody that looks like her. Yeah. So she walks through and has a horribly awkward interaction with this human being who she had seen pictures of because she ends up looking at pictures and be like, this is the fucking bookstore that he took these pictures in. Mm-hmm. Runs into the person and confronts her. Um. Yeah, which... It all gives like a very much I need to leave kind of vibe, but you can't because you're cornered. Yeah. She even, like, calls out for the other person that works at the bookstore. She's like, no, no, don't call it, don't call it. I'm not going to hurt you. Um, I just need to know if, like, you knew my husband. I was like, I don't think I did. Oh, so you didn't know Owen then? No. Like, oh. oh he shot himself. <laughs> um, she's like, don't worry, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to hurt you, or I'm not going to, like, attack you or anything about sleeping with my husband. The problem took care of itself. Well, he took care of it. Shot himself. <laughs> anyway. She's like, oh my god, I mean, yeah, I knew him, we talked, we, we like, flirt sometimes, like, and nothing more ever happened there. And she ends up, like, having that interaction, goes to her friend's house, she's like, she said they never sleep together, and she's like, really? She's like, I believed him. She's like, well, that's something, right? You believed her? So, there you go, maybe stop digging. 
She's like, well, that's the thing, though. It's like, I would get it if he slept with her, but... Yeah, like, sex, fucking, I understand, but what he did, I don't... I, why? So yeah. this is where the movie completely lost me. I just... No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, like, it's one thing to be like, I think you, like, were you sleeping with my husband? Compared yeah. to like, oh, yeah, you were fucking my husband. Like, there's a different attitude between those two sentences and yes she was definitely the the former yes yeah um and she's Is like that what it was getting at yeah oh yeah because like that's one of those things of like fucking i understand like if you want to go and fuck around like i maybe i'm boring to you whatever i fucking get it but like you were like liking somebody else's company and that's like a way bigger like fuck you like, I talking to me wasn't enough for you kind of thing? Like, that's a way bigger fuck you. Um, I actually have a friend that not too long ago, uh, I guess her ex, he was, like, following a bunch of women on Instagram and trying to, like, message a whole bunch of women on Instagram. Oh, no. And she, it was a very similar thing. She was like, I would get it if he was, like, like porn is one thing, but it's another thing when he's, like, trying to interact with, like, all these random chicks on Instagram. Yeah, that's just creepy. Yeah. Um. So... Ends up having that. And she's like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go and get my stuff, and then I'll stay here. I'll come over here." And you're right. I need to get out of the house. So she goes to go and pack a bunch of stuff up, and she gets drunk, um, and she's like getting drunk and everything like that. And like, hey, Owen, this is it. This is the last chance. You can come out and just talk to me about this because this whole time she's been feeling like her husband's presence is there. Um, and while she's there, the lady at the bookstore comes by. And they have a conversation about what happened. She's like, I I was being honest with you earlier. I didn't sleep with your husband. Not that I wouldn't have. I was going to, but we didn't get the chance. <laughs> like he took me to this weird, unfinished house and seemed really, really showed proud of it. showed me a weird statue. Yeah, and he showed me this weird statue. And we started kissing, and like I, I was into it, so I didn't freak out when he put his hand on my back. It wasn't until he put his hand around my throat that I told him to stop. And she's like, and and he and he stopped and then he brought me home and he apologized and that was that i never saw him again and she's like did huh. he, did my husband hurt you yeah she's like no no he didn't do anything she's like do you think he would have she's like i don't know and then it ends. that's the end of the interaction yeah. like it's actually a very powerful interaction though yeah um and then that leads to her getting stupid drunk Mm-hmm. Uh, by herself, just trying to get this ghost to interact with her. Two cups of brandy. Which is a fucking yeah. lot. Cups of, yes. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. Keep in mind, brandy's like the same I'm not strength. saying it's not. I'm saying, I'm saying matter-of-factly, yes. she drank two cups of brandy. Yeah. Which, yeah, even whenever she came to her house and, like, poured brandy for both of them, she just filled up two cups worth of brandy. Yeah, like, not even, like, sifters or anything. It was just two yeah. fucking cups, like, 12-ounce cups of water. Didn't yeah. even have the courtesy to put a cherry in them? Like, oh. <laughs> no, yeah, I, nothing. Just fucking <laughs> It's one of those brandy. things, like, if I put, like, a shot of brandy and Coke and, like, gave Dry the glass, like, that'd be one thing. If I just gave him an entire cup of brandy, he'd probably look and be like, are you okay? <laughs> uh, we should have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you take the shot glasses out, you dump them into the cup. <laughs> It's like a oh, sorry. Give him a shot glass for the coke, and like here you go. <laughs> um, so she ends up super, super drunk. Things do end up happening in the house. Well, well, after she yeah, goes she to the other house, goes she runs back in the woods, extremely drunk. Like goes into the house, starts yelling everything, and then one of the boards gives out under her. Yes, and uh, as she's like stumbling, she looks through, and there are 
a bunch of body bags under the other house. Tons and tons of bags, just bodies and bodies and bodies everywhere. All of them uh, tied together like the uh, statue. statue. Yeah, some of them more decomposed than others. So it's been happening for a while. Yeah, so she runs home. She calls her friends like, I just, you were right. I should have stopped. I don't even know what I saw, if I saw something real or not. But I saw what he did with her her friend didn't pick up. Yeah. Because it's message. probably like 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> um, And she is like takes a shower to warm up after getting soaked in the rain because it's fucking raining like hell. <laughs> Dry told me this is like the the height of any experience you can feel apparently. Oh, it's so nice to just like be hanging out in the rain for hours and hours and hours being soaked and then going inside and just taking a nice warm shower. Such a great feeling. I don't know. It's just yeah. it's human experience. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I was going to say just that uh, going from like being extremely cold, like getting enveloped in warmth. Yes, it's so nice. Um, and then while she's doing that, she starts hearing things in the house, looks around. There's some I think great... the song uh, starts playing again. Yeah. It does start playing again, yeah. Um, and then she calls for Owen again, and then she starts being touched and held. Well, first what happened, like I like how they developed this scene just because she says like, if you're still here, let me know. Like, where are you? And she looks up, and in the steam in the mirror, it says here. Yeah. Oh, and reversed. Then, no, it's... Uh, it's just here. Yeah, it's just, just here. here. And then, like, she wipes it off and then, like, starts to walk away, and she reaches out her hand, and, like, I believe this was a practical effect mixed in with CGI, where she, like, goes, puts her hand forward, and, like, you see her finger touch something. I think it's just That's, practical, actually. They actually well, that had, one was like, practical. A, they had a pure green inflaty, inflatable, wacky arm tool man. <laughs> Just there. I, it's an easy practical effect. Just put a mirror right in between you and her, or you and the camera, basically, and yeah. then like it looks like you're touching something. But whenever you see like something going across her arm and like yeah. indenting your skin, yeah. like I'm pretty sure that was CGI. Yeah. No, no, they had like a, a chameleon actually <laughs> just walking over her arm. No, um. But yeah, that was a really cool effect. Which it's that actually was... the second time that this has happened in the movie because like there's an earlier scene wherever it happens uh, on the on dock. the port to the yeah, on the dock to the lake. Yeah. Yeah, she like goes matrix. She's like, whoa! It like pulls on her hair. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it starts touching her, and it's like very romantic music playing, and she's like holding the thing, like the ghost of her husband, and like starts, I assume, like kissing her romantically and stuff. It looks like it got pretty far. Yeah, it looks like it did get. pretty far. It looked far. like it was getting to it follows territory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's like, Owen, no. No. And like, the fuck? And then, boom. Yeah, it says, I'm not Owen. Yeah. Uh, and she freaks out, and then the movie changes a lot here. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I assume this is the part where it lost This you. is where it starts losing me, because what happens is we now meet the literal personification of nothing. Yes. And it doesn't, like, take me out of it, but, like, it just feels a little more, like, weird in line with the rest of the entire movie that's fair so like i don't think it was a bad decision or anything it's just not where i felt like i personally wanted the movie to go okay that's, that's fair that's fair yeah Which, um, like, there's a there's a lot of still like the weird um blending of reality and uh fiction that, like again like oculus which i liked a lot yeah i think this is just like it took it like a little bit too far in one way to me um I think it it leaves the entire thing questionable up until the yeah, actually even after the credits roll. I think the entire thing is questionable about what is even real. Um, 
But yeah, goes through all this, ends up seeing her husband killing all these women in gruesome, more awful ways after mm-hmm. she herself gets her head smashed into the mirror. Um, she ends and up seeing. She puts, she's put into the reverse world. She is. Yeah. And in this reverse world, she ends up seeing, because like, there's been a handful of times to where like, she would look at something like kind of some of the... Yeah, the... Uh, like, like the way that the casting is on the wall or something like that, that kind of looks like a... Uh, like a head looking sideways and then like the head would just like turn and look at her. Oh, so good. I it love is yes. really good. I, and it, it does this quite a bit during the scene too that I noticed wherever like mm-hmm. there's almost like a person there, but it's like almost in the lining of the walls. Yeah. yeah. It was like, if it was like, if it felt like it was like a 1% chance to see this during the whole movie, it's at like 70 now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I kept on looking like in the background, like if there's ever a wide shot of her, I was always looking in the background for something like that. There, yeah. And there are a lot of really cool ones. Like yeah. some are obviously more obvious than others. I think yeah. the, right. the biggest one in the first half of the movie is when the weird half pillar thing in our basement. Yeah. yeah. And she like looks and it looks like the face and then it turns to her. Yeah. Like that's the big one in the early, but like if you, yeah, like if you're like looking throughout the whole movie, a lot of times when she runs past something or like just when she's it does like those weird wide shots circling around her. If you look in the background, you could just like make out a yeah. lot of yeah. figures. And I really like that. It it very much reminds me of like, you know, if you went camping and you're like out in the middle of the night to go use the bathroom or whatever. And like you just see something in the distance and it almost looks like somebody's looking at you until yeah. you walk over there and you just notice it's like the trees kind of mixed in with the bushes yeah, and a it's just bit. a bear. So you're fine. <laughs> Ooh, just a bear. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. It definitely like tugs at that paranoia that some people feel. Yeah. I yeah. definitely like, it definitely is like, Oh yeah, I just got home late and just every single shadow is terrifying now. Yes. Yes. It, it's that exact feeling. It's so amazing. Um, <laughs> it did a very good job with that. It's my favorite atmosphere for a lot of horror movies. This one nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she's seeing all of this and gets this vision of her one Christmas evening on her, uh, husband's lap. And then the darkness, the nothing yeah. I should yeah, say talks nothing. to him. Yeah. It's like, I kept whispering in his ear, return her to me. Scooby Laboo. And he, he didn't, he tricked me. He was instead. an asshole. <laughs> you know, after like three times, I thought it was just kind of funny. After like <laughs> nine, I felt like it was a problem. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, eventually, I stopped believing him. And that's when he stopped everything. But you will come back to me. And he's like, no! And Well, on top of that, like, it's that, but it also kind of shows that, like, it was one of those things, like, yeah, he was trying to, like, trick a demon that had been following her her entire life. Yeah. Basically, which... I can see it happening in some other movies, but this one did it very well of like leading up to this moment. It did. And it, it's questionable even. Um, it is, but which is what I like about it. Yeah. Um, so I get, we did say he also is taking the form of Owen. Yes. yes. He takes the form of Owen every time he talks to her. Um, and then, uh, it kind of starts going, doing the thing again, where it's like flicking back in and out of, the reality mm-hmm. when her it's morning now and her friends going to check on her because she got the really worrying voicemail and like can't find her and like uh she kind of started going on the dock and then is in like talking to the nothing in the boat uh her friend notices that the gun was taken out of the police thing evidence bag i also i don't i feel like she shouldn't have that so quickly after but I don't, I'm not really it's a into a case of suicide and it's their property, then it's given back to you. Fair enough. I thought they could just keep it. 
If it's a criminal case, they can. Yeah. Oh. But it's not criminal suicide. Very. If it's very, very clearly suicide, then like, here you go. This is yours. Figure out what to do with it. It's not ours. <laughs> they probably wanted it, but you know, just Johnny Law. <laughs> yeah. So her friends like screaming, and then once she saw the guns gone, she looks out, and then uh, it's her and nothing in the boat. Well, it's not. You don't see anything. You just see her. And it's well, just her, like, like hunched over. The f- flicking back and forth. Oh, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in her reality, uh, she is in the boat talking to nothing. To yeah. the nothing, I should say, yeah. and taking Owen's form. Uh, and then from her friend's perspective, it's just the morning, and her friend is just hunched over in a boat yeah. in the lake. So, yeah, her friend's screaming, nothing's like, you know how this ends. Nothing, not, none of this matters anymore. You know what is happening. Yeah. And, you know what has to happen. Yeah. So... She's holding the gun and slowly is tilting it towards her, but uh, as her friend and uh, Mel also took notice because of a a screaming woman. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they're going towards the dock, screaming out her name, and as she's getting ready to pull the trigger, her friend jumps into the water. Yes. Which kind of slightly wakes her up. Her friend just... Takes her, into, Pulls her the into the water. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, <laughs> A plus for effort, but I'm not sure if, the, <laughs> if that's the best solution. I don't know. I feel like I'd panic a lot. I would just pull someone into the water. As you know, the thing you want in water, panicking. Can't, can't shoot yourself with the gun's wet. <laughs> Counting on the gun, that's actually true. Yeah, it's a revolver. So <laughs> You know what? I can't argue with that. Yeah. Wait, no, it wasn't a revolver, was it? No, it, it's a revolver. Is it? Yeah. I don't even remember now. Look anyway, up the uh, casting list again, see if it's listed. Yeah, see if the revolver's <laughs> listed in the cast. <laughs> Once again, it's, since we're doing like the whole, I watched it separately from you guys, I literally watched it right before I came here. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, um, I do like the atmosphere of that scene, though, just because, yeah. like, for one, like, seeing what she's seeing with, like, her and her husband sitting in the boat together, and there's uh, a blue moon and a red moon in the sky. Yes. That's yeah, the blue moon. Con- yeah, that's kind of con- contractual, not contractualizing. Contractually obligated, yeah. <laughs> They're kind of like contradicting each other yeah. almost, but it yeah. almost looks like eyes that are staring at her from the sky. So it's almost like the nothing, like the eyes of the nothing are looking down at her and her husband right now. And like her husband is kind of cast in red and she's cast in like a mix of blue and red. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And then uh, she's pulled back onto the dock. They're like, are you there? Are you with us? She's like, yeah, I guess I'm here. Hello. And then uh, she starts looking back at the boat and Mel's like, what are you looking at? There's nothing there. And she's like, you're right. And for a couple frames before it closes, you can make out a shadow again. Yeah. And then it ends. And then it ends. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I love, love the way this movie ended. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, So the thing of why I like it so, so much is because it really gets at uh, how terribly teachers are treated in society. <laughs> kind of um, does, actually, but... I mean, yeah, but also, like, it leaves up to where, like, you don't know how much of what she saw in that house is even no. real. Uh, she was super, super fucking drunk. Like, super fucking drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's a lot of, like, she'll fall asleep in one place, have, like, this really weird experience, and then wake up on the floor in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, you don't really know what she saw, or if any of these things that she's experienced, like, was real. Like, her, her husband obviously was into something weirder or kinkier, but you don't know for a fact that it ever was more than cheating. You don't know if he ever actually killed all those people. Um, it's left up to a question, actually, I yeah. would say, because it's never at the end. It's not like you see police sirens like, you, f- you figured out the 
Bayside Killer Strangler yeah. Man. You like, found the Zodiac Killer himself. <laughs> Congratulations. Here's the award. And a check for $7. Yeah. <laughs> if. Um, yeah, no, like, I think it is very important that it didn't end on a thing of, like, Mel being like, yeah, police went over there. There's, yep, seven dead bodies. Yeah. Wow. But, like, also, it is extremely metaphorical. Yeah. The entire obviously. movie. Yeah. Which is what I love about it the most. Because you could you could take this movie very literally. You can be like, yeah, she figured out her husband was a serial killer who killed people to keep a demon away from her. Or you can be like, her husband was like in a whole different life and she didn't know how to take it afterwards and she fell into another deep depression and this it, is how the, she's... the depression just kept nagging at her and nagging at her to do it. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. Yeah. And of course, the real moral is don't drink. Ma- maybe, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah, don't fucking drink an entire... Never drink. 12-ounce glass of bourbon. <laughs> Especially or don't, brandy. Don't or fuck brandy. with brandy. That's that's the lesson to learn. That is the lesson to learn. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's get into some final thoughts here. Let's start with E. Hello. Um, as I said, I do, I think this is a very good movie. I think the cinematography is impeccable. I think it should be used as a reference for amazing cinematography along with movies such as Oculus. Um, I, I still don't quite like the final act with the literal interpretation of nothing. (laughs) I think it goes a little bit too far to me, even if it is still like arguably like what is or isn't real. Yeah. I think that's just like a a step too far of like okay this is like a modern horror. You got to have a a If it, it feels like I'm not saying this is what happened. It feels like a director was like, "No, you got to have a monster." Or not a director, uh, executive or executive, someone. Executive, yeah. Yeah, it feels like an executive like, "No, you got to have a monster." He's like, "You want a fucking monster? How about nothing, huh? Have a fucking have nothing. <laughs> literally nothing. How about that?" <laughs> um and it's executed much better than most stuff, I would say. Yeah. And like the fact that it is still pretty ambiguous, 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 ambiguable, a big old dick is a big old dick. The fact is that it is a big, big old dick, dick. <laughs> um, is very nice. I I do like when a kind of suspense movie like this will execute it like that. Um, I I will reiterate. I don't find this movie particularly scary. That's probably a me thing. So you know, mileage may vary. Uh. I think it is a very, very amazing depiction of grief. Uh, maybe don't watch this right after a big traumatic event in your life happens. I'm gonna yeah. say this and Hereditary. Don't don't watch those after big stuff's going on in yeah. your life. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's great. It's a great movie overall. If you're into these kinds of movies, I don't know what these kinds of movies mean. <laughs> these kinds of movies, including Oculus and this, according to me. <laughs> if you're into those movies, go ahead and give it a watch. It's definitely like worth the price of admission, uh, especially hearing that it didn't do well, which is just just Hollywood in general. It was and also pandemic bullshit. Yeah, yeah it was pandemic also pandemic bullshit. bullshit going on. Yeah, but like, was it even advertised? It was a little bit. I went on a Friday night to see this during prime time at eight there o'clock. Were five people. It was me. <laughs> it. I had the theater. To myself. be fair, even when we watch movies now, after like all this time, it still kind of is us and three other families. Right, but opening night during prime eight o'clock. Eight a.m. Just me. 
Like that's insane for an opening week. That is awful. Yeah. Um I would ask what else was out, but probably not anything too spectacular, but this Tenet. is this is <laughs> I think Fair. this was a little after Tenet. I don't uh, know. Tenet, I feel like Tenet was in the theaters for two years. I still feel like this was like during that like should we go out, should we not go out it definitely uh, was. moment during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, it definitely was. Dry uh illegally going to movies. <laughs> Probably sneezed on seven employees on his way there. <laughs> I even went to Tenet in theaters. I have a problem. Um, but yeah, no, this was very good. It is a shame that it doesn't do well and really speaks to how uh, Hollywood is awful <laughs> and just incentivizes making the same shit over and over. Uh, so watch this out of spite, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, very good. Um, I think some of the issue is like it holds so much like thing it it reminds me too much of oculus in my head i'm gonna say i'm not saying he copied oculus or anything these those movies are actually pretty different but like they they like are are occupying the same rent space in my head so like it's hard because oculus is like outstanding like one of my one of the best movies and so like it's it, it, it's an unfair comparison in my head, unfortunately. Sure, sure. but it, it happens. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I I will still give this an eight. I think this is very good, worth the price of admission. Uh, fuck Jirai for insinuating I disliked it in any capacity. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is another one of those. Hey, fucker, I actually liked it. <laughs> Nothing will lead to that because like Jirai was like. Well, we better get E as last because he's gonna fucking shit all over this movie. <laughs> Why we got to start with someone like Robbie who would never shit on movies like E does. <laughs> For anybody who wants to know what we're referencing, you go listen to the La La yeah La La Land episode. I'm still surprised you listened. It was <laughs> such a <laughs> that was an amazing that's amazing episode if only for the intro if only for the hate fucker I actually like this it movie it was so great cause like even while I was sitting there like <laughs> like passive aggressively like smiling thinking, at Jiraiya looking back at it you were stewing in it while he was I saying was, that I was getting so ready to fucking say that to his face <laughs> because I knew as soon cause Jiraiya was still looking at me like yeah I know he hates this movie look at him <laughs> Look at him Look smiling because he knows. Look at I him know. smirking at me like he's gonna shit all over this movie. It's a big runny dump oh. all over the plot. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this watch this movie if you're into a thriller. Is suspense the genre? Yeah, or is it yeah. Just thriller, suspense movies. Yeah. All right, Robbie. Um, once again, did love this movie. Uh. It feels almost unfair to say it's like a diet hereditary, but in a weird way, like because this movie is like it's less gruesome. It also deals with like some very heavy topics like hereditary does, which is why I compare the two of them. But it's a lot less gruesome when it comes to like the actual like what they're showing you. Yes. But all in all, this is a great movie. I think Rebecca Hall absolutely killed it. She did a fantastic job on this movie uh, being the lead actress in this. Mm -hmm. Um. It does a very honest and very kind of brutal depiction of, like, what grief is and, like, what people go through and, like, those quiet moments that people don't really see whenever you're grieving. And I think that is done very, very well in a way. Like, even if this movie was just about, like, a woman dealing with the grief of the loss of her husband, like, this would still be a fantastic movie, let alone, like, everything else. But this does something that I do also like in movies wherever they take, like, 
an interesting topic or like a heavy topic and then like they add something else to it that like almost makes it irrelevant in the grand scheme of things and this movie does that very well too of just like it has you know the grief aspect it has the mystery aspect of her trying to figure out like who actually was my husband and like what am I going to find if I dig deeper into this? And it does that very well. Uh, all the acting in this is done phenomenally well. Um, I really liked a lot of like the the creepy atmosphere that it had in this. The jump scares were kind of eh, if you ask me, in this movie. But creepy atmosphere, they fucking yeah. nailed it. Yeah, the like, first dog scene. Yeah, like the first feels. The first kiss. Yeah, the doc scene, like said that scene where she like she wakes up to the stereo playing and then a text message from her husband. Yeah. I legitimately had an oh shit moment during yeah. that, especially whenever <laughs> she like called and somebody answered on the other end. I was like, oh shit, a scammer got his number. <laughs> God, uh, that would fuck you up so much. Yeah. Um, like the, those, like the creepy atmosphere was just a chef's kiss on this mm-hmm. movie. The mystery was a chef's kiss. Um, having the honest depiction of grief was probably like what makes this whole if you ask me and doing like the whole i don't even know how to describe it to be honest just like i said those having those quiet moments and she depicts it so well mm-hmm. with this movie and i think with you know uh the ending of 2021 our family had to deal with quite a bit of grief we lost quite a few family members around mm-hmm. that time and you know it was very honest and like with some of the conversations I had with some of my own family members. And I think I kind of thought about that while watching this movie and it just did it all very well. It's not a perfect movie. Like I said, the scares are just kind of, eh, if that, and like, but honestly, I like, I don't want to say I cried at the end, but I did tear. Like I started to like tear up a little bit during that scene, just because of like all of it culminating together, especially leaving it as open-ended as it did. Because, like, it's just one of those things of just, like, oh, like, she won this battle. But it's not, like, the fact you see the shadow and the boat at the end of it. And, like, it kind of leaves it, like you said, whether, like, it's an actual demon that's following her or it's, like, her own psyche. Like, kind of her own call to the void mm-hmm. that is, like, this demon of her. It's it's just nothing. And that's something that you'll hear depressed people say sometimes, too. It's like, oh, it, especially when they're trying to hide it from yeah. you, too. It's just, oh, don't worry about it. It's nothing. Yeah. And I think they did that very well. And... I'd say it's a nine out of 10. Like this is a phenomenally well done movie. I think it's one that people need to see more of considering not a lot of people have seen this movie. And like the fact it's on HBO max, like go watch it if you can, like this is definitely worth the price of admission. Right to uh, HBO max. Actually tell them to add it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for myself, I absolutely love this movie. Um, I, I did cry many, many times during this movie. And the second time I watched it, I cried a few times as well. Um, Not the fifth. No. Oh. No, I didn't. Um, thank you. Watching it yesterday with you was the fifth time watching it, actually. So. Um, uh, I cried when in the school scene when she just plants everything that happened on that person. Uh, I cried there. I cried whenever she... Um, is breaking down right before the mirror scene happens near the end where she's just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And she just cries, just sits there and cries. Um, that just killed me. I was fucking, I'm glad I was the only one in theater then. Cause I was fucking bawling like a baby. Um, cause I, I felt that I just, I Dry know that ne- feeling. I never wants anyone to see him cry. Not in public. It's weird. Why is that weird? I don't know. We're all in a dark room crying. You're, it gets weird. <laughs> You're watching a movie. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, so yeah, yeah I like, was just, and then they offered me like, honestly, that scene with that bow, just like, you know how this ends. Yeah. 
like that scene like I started to swell up a little bit and then between that and like her friend calling out to her and everything kind of like it made me think of like that you know you have a call to the void and then something stops you yes yes um I, I, I cried at the end of this movie I sat there in the theater just crying watching the credits because it's just um it's, it's a lot the cleaning guy kind of poked him with the room like, you all right, man? <laughs> that's, that, that's the au- most awkward part, actually, about crying in a theater at the end of a movie is because the 17-year-olds come in and then they look and they see everything and then they go back behind the wall and wait for you to leave. <laughs> that's, that's always the most awkward part. <laughs> um, yeah, um, emotionally, this movie grabbed me um, just from the first scene the entire thing. It just... It never lets go, I feel like. It's just, it's an hour and 48 minutes of, like, feel this with me. Like, yeah. I think, like, it, it, it makes it feel like the director just has this complete understanding of, like, this, what it feels like to just have loss and have grief and have nowhere to put that emotion um, in a way that, I don't know, maybe three other movies have ever experienced this feeling with. Um, it just captures you. Honestly, it really does. Yeah. Um, as for the horror aspects, this is one of those movies that I got home late that night and the lights are off and every shadow you see is Is someone staring question. at you in the corner. Everything is in question. When things are too quiet, it's in question. Yeah. When you yeah. hear one little <laughs> noise, it's uh, suddenly the world is falling apart. Like it's, it's one of yeah. those movies. It's one of the, it's, I, I call it a Bush movie. Um, because it's one of those things like his presidency was quite frankly really awful and it was frightening um (laughs) (laughs) no because it's one of those things you're walking home at night on a quiet street and you're walking by and you hear a rustle in a bush and any other time it wouldn't matter to you but for some reason this one time it's just the world is shattering in front of you and there's something out in that bush to kill you like yeah it makes you question your reality that's what this movie is to me and then it's a cat and then it's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this movie. It's a nine for me. It is. It is not. It's not perfect. Yeah. But I think it is the best version of this movie that you can get. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing of like, like I said, some of the scares are just kind of like, okay, I, I guess. But like, I don't know if I would change anything about this movie. Still. No. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't you, change a single thing. I thought you said you would remove the the stinger women running towards a cliff well that's what i'm saying though is because like that seemed kind of like in the moment like okay like i guess kind of thing of it almost felt like those cheap scares you'd get in like the early 2000s of just like you hear the violin stinging picking up and it's like swelling in volume and then it's nothing and then a cat yeah i did learn i just like horror movies just i was give i was put off on the wrong foot yeah yeah (laughs) i i it's too Early two thousands horror movies yeah. sucked. Too much like, Final Destination and one missed call. Apparently, yep, <laughs> that's that's the line. Um, yeah, a nine for me. I love this movie so much. I anytime I'm able to talk about it and show it to people, I'm very happy. Joy just brings it around naturally. Yeah, I can actually carry it with me in my back pocket. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. Mormons come up to go talk to you. They pull a, a book of Mormon out of their back pocket. You pull the night house out. <laughs> like, I'll trade. Let's you. trade. Yeah. You have to promise to watch this. <laughs> This is your. I'll I'll study a whole Psalms if you watch this movie. Psalms is nothing. Wait, <laughs> yeah, no. I'll 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 read the first chapter. I'll read the first hundred pages of this if you watch the movie. I'll read the first hundred pages while you watch the movie. Actually, I need to make sure you're watching. <laughs> uh, but hey, uh, if you guys like what you're hearing or want to hear more or see more. Uh, you can get a hold of us at our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E. 
slash LOIP. Gives you a link to all our podcasting medias, the pod being the... Ins- the not- and a bunch of different places Everywhere. you can listen to us. Mostly it's our socials and our uh, Facebook and Twitch. Yeah. Uh, and on Twitch, Wednesday, uh, Drive will have just finished Visage, probably, maybe. Probably. From the sounds uh, of it by the time this comes out. I will have just finished it, I think. And then on Saturdays is uh, me playing The Last of Us. I'll have been in it uh, last Saturday for sure. <laughs> I think you'll have maybe gotten to winter. I might maybe. be halfway at best. Here's my idea. I'm going to put this out there in the world. Subathon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Before we have a sub button. Um, I think, because uh, as of this recording, we're going to be playing a few hours of Last of Us tonight. I think next week we take a break from Last of Us because I think you'll get at a stopping point that's fair. And I think we just do a group horror game because it'll be the weekend before Halloween. It'll be, it'll be a great time. I think that that'll just be our, that day for us. I think that'll be so get away from last of us for a bit. Let it rest for a minute. Let it marinate and then come back strong a week after that. Okay. I'm down for that. Yeah. Like talking like a phasmagoria, not phasmagoria. Fuck. No, we're going to play monster house on the GameCube. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like maybe like an until dawn situation. Okay. Something of okay. that ilk. Yeah. I was going to say, would it be like a uh, man of Medan uh, situation or like a, yes, except not specifically man of Medan Cause that one's bad. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I have sworn off that one anyways. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, that took two hours to set up and it didn't work. Oh, you're oh right. Yeah, good. Yeah. I remember seeing that. That was almost a thing. Um, so yeah. Um, Robbie. Yo, Get us out of here. All right. So if you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another. Make sure to be safe. And know that if you're in a deep, dark place that you're not alone. But whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been listening since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, E. Yeah. Thank you, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, everybody out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Have a great one. Uh, check out our other stuff. If you like this stuff... There's, we got so many stuff to we do check out. We, we have like too much, like, too much stuff. I think we're at 140 or close to 140 episodes now. More, 136 official episodes. Where this will be 136. Unofficially, we're we have at like 1,007, like 250 or something. <laughs> um, we're almost at a year of episodes. Yeah, and then we have like a ton of stuff for our archive on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. already filled, just filled um, to the brim with. And things. then when we hit a year of episodes, you could potentially watch. Oh, we have to do like another twenty so we can get rid of the bad ones. Yep. in a year long. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, thank you everybody. Have a great one out there. We'll see you and talk to you again soon. Have a great one. Bye. 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 What's that behind your shoulder? <gasps> 